0: Well, you heard us say it earlier in the show, it's been a very buggy year, especially since we started to get all this humidity, and we get a ton of emails during the week from listeners who are having a really hard time with bugs in the house. As a matter of fact, we just got a a message on our Facebook messenger asking about ants, not carpenter ants, but ants in the house that they want us to ask Rove Pest Control when we get back from this next break. So Chuck... Get a cup of coffee, stick around, and if you want to look up, learn about ants, how to get rid of them, you want to stick around for the next hour with Rove Pest Control, right, buddy? Absolutely. You're listening to Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Stick around for Rove Pest Control.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We do invite your phone calls if they are pest-specific during the next hour to talk to Rob Greer and J.B. Hines, our local uh, pest experts. Actually, Ken, you and I can shut up and let these two guys talk,
0: right? Gentlemen, how you doing, guys? Good to, he- uh, Glad that you're here, and let us hear your voices, and how are things with you?
2: Hey, glad to be with you. Thanks for having us. We're always excited to spend some time with you all and
0: your listeners.
3: Hey, guys, how you doing today?
0: Good, JB. So the first voice you heard was that of Rob Greer, and Rob is joining us from Minnesota, and Rob is, when it comes to knowing anything about um, pests, uh, Robs the guy to go to, and JB Hunt is our local expert on from Rove Pest Control, and uh, chances are, if you call Rove Pest Control, you're going to at least talk to JB here in Southeast Michigan. JB, let's start with you, buddy. How's uh, how's it been here in Southeast Michigan? You been busy?
3: Very busy, and I and I like to apologize to some of your listeners that have probably emailed or called in, and I have not gotten to them. Um, I've been swamped um, with calls and, and running routes and doing everything for, for my customers. So um, apologies to everyone that's listening if you did try to call in and set up something with me. Um, I will get to you. Um, be persistent with me so I can uh, get to you as soon as I can.
1: You know, I respect that you said that because it is that time of year, and and if you're busy, you're busy. But you don't want to ignore a good customer if they're calling in. So I I like that. I like you putting people on notice of that.
3: Thank you. I I appreciate it. And I appreciate everybody that does call in and I do get to. So, um, yeah, it's been great so far. But very busy season. Um, And if there's anybody out there that is looking for a, a position with our company, uh, this is a good time. So,
0: let's uh, get it out there, buddy. Yeah. Right away. Let's let's get it yeah, out there. I love it. Let's
3: get it out there. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's get it out there so we can help more people.
0: <laughs> now, you're not looking for someone to fill a position. You're looking for someone who wants a career. Is that fair to say?
3: Yes, yeah, very fair to say. Um, someone that wants to stick around,
0: um, build,
3: and grow with us. Um, it's a great company. Um, I've enjoyed it for the past six years. Uh, and, and the company is great. Um, work well with you. And, We we treat you as a as a family member, not as just a number.
1: Well, it's not like you're ever going to run out of work either, because Lord knows there are enough pests on this earth to bug us all and have us dialing the Rove
0: number. (laughs) And what would we do if if it wasn't for companies like Rove Pest Control? (laughs) We would be inundated. JB, what are you seeing most here? If you're getting the most calls, what is it for?
3: funny you, you, you led with ants because that's been some of our major calls. Ants and spiders and wasps, uh, ground bees um, are probably the, the foremost things that we've been really um, fighting right now. I wouldn't say fighting, but really going through and, and taking care of uh, our customers. So,
1: You guys said that in one of your ads there are solitary wasps and there are social wasps and what's the distinction? To to me, they're wasps, period.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, and for most people, I would say that's pretty much all you need to know. If it's uh, flying and it has a stinger, then that's all the differentiation you need. Uh, For us, it comes into control measures. So when you're talking about social wasps, you'll get things like bald-faced hornets that will create very large nests that will sit inside of something, you know, basketball size or larger that's inside of a bush or a tree, you're going to have hundreds or thousands of wasps in there. But then if you're talking about something like a mud dauber um, or the great black wasp, these are very large and very intimidating for people, but they don't congregate. They don't work together. They're just going to be the individual wasp, and that wasp will go out. It'll sting whatever it's. Prey is that it wants its young to feed on and it paralyzes them and then it buries that or you know, puts that inside of the tube with the egg. So when the egg hatches, it can feed on some live but paralyzed food um, so it doesn't rot and go bad. So the, the control measures are very different. When we go in for social wasps, we're going to be looking for voids and removing a whole nest, whereas those solitary wasps, we're probably going to be having to just change the conditions so that they're not there um, wanting to nest. We don't have the conducive conditions that build up, but removing one single nest isn't going to make much of a difference in a solitary wasp situation.
0: And JB, you mentioned ground bees earlier. Is it me or am I seeing more wasps and more more those kind of bees, the ground bees, the the, the mean stinger bees out there? Because it seems to me they're everywhere. Um. I, I would say it's just you, because um,
3: okay. it seems like every year, every year we have them, right? It's like, I mean, not everybody gets them, but when they do set up shop, man, it, they're, they are—they're a, a force to be reckoned with for sure. Um, step on that hole without knowing, and you'll get lit up for sure. But yeah, those are those are pretty common, though. We definitely do see them every day.
0: I had a good another friend interesting in Ohio. I get stung eight times last week by stepping on stepping on one of those
2: that's no fun no (laughs) um with those if people are seeing an increase in the ground bee or ground wasp activity um those are interesting things to know because they're usually really tied to rodent populations because they tend to take over rodent burrows so if there's an increase in those oftentimes it means we're going to have a pretty high Rodent spike in the fall or winter because they've been building up their populations to create homes for those. Very interesting.
0: Yeah. Very interesting. It huh. is. I imagine those can kick any rodent out of their home if they wanted to, once they move. Yeah, in. just like we run from them, so do mice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so, are you seeing a lot of mice this year, or will we see them in the next couple of months as they move into houses?
2: Yeah, definitely seeing quite a few right now, and I would expect a significant increase this fall as we start to get some cooler temperatures at night. They're going to be looking for places to set up shop.
0: Wow. Well, let's talk about how people, if they have them, they can uh, call Rove Pest Control and get them out of there, and if they don't, we'll give them some ideas to keep them away from their property as we continue this discussion with Rob Greer and J.B. Hines from Rove Pest Control.
1: Welcome back. We appreciate you being with us. Phone lines are open for you to talk to Rob Greer or J.B. Hines from Rove Pest Control about any pest problems you have.
0: Yeah, you and I have a list of questions that we're going to want to ask uh, Rob and J.B., but we know that our listeners do as well. We want to make sure we get them in. Earlier today, we had Rob call or Tom call from Rochester Hills about wasps, and we asked him to call back, and he did to talk to the experts from Rove. Tom, how you doing today?
4: Good, good. I, um, uh, past week and a half or so, I've had, uh, uh, I noticed in the brick near where the base of the house is, um, there was some mortar uh, missing, and the wasps or hornets got in there. I used a uh, ortho home defense, you know, sprayed that, and that did a little bit but they were still going in the hole Uh, what I decided to do is um, hopefully when a lot of them were out I took uh, some mortar uh, patch and filled that in and um, well they still were going in because there was another spot that I didn't get I have since closed that up about uh, three or four days ago and um, I noticed within the basement because, and you know, this was sort of something that ran through my mind. There were um, about maybe 30 dead wasps, you know, right near where the area is so far um, nothing else. It it seems to have abated, but um, if it, doesn't what, you know, I guess I'll be calling a pest control, but uh, any (laughs) ideas, guys, on what Uh, I did and what I might do?
2: Wonderful example of uh, some brave attacking on the wasps, so congrats on that. Um, Yeah, you highlighted some things that wasps will do. If you block off one entrance, they're going to be quick to find some other pathway in and out and they're going to move that direction um so the general rule of thumb is to make sure you get the wasps taken care of before you start uh blocking off that entry because you don't want to end up pushing them into an area where you don't want to go we've had some situations where they start popping out inside of a bedroom or someplace that's really difficult to access but
0: into a as far of as pro-
2: yep um products that you want to use when you're talking about something going into a crack and mortar or anything that could lead back into a void a dust or powder is always going to travel and spread out a little bit better than a liquid which is going to just head towards gravity first um so that would be good if they start coming back and then you know even just if you can get a good knock down with a really good uh powder then you can take apart some of the wall or anything that needs to be done to start to remove that nest because you're still going to have those eggs that are back there that'll want to hatch and come out. And then, um, you know, that that could be 30 or 60 days down the road when those start coming out, um, and they'll need a dress as well. But if you fully take care of that nest first and then fill things up, then you're not trapping a Trojan horse inside of your structure somewhere else to come at you later.
0: Great
2: way to put it. So, yeah, so I should get
4: some duster powder and put that around the area right now?
2: If you can access the void that they're uh, coming to, uh, we have a service that we do in these kind of situations. It's a wall dusting. So if you can get some kind of electric or bulb duster that will uh, spread that powder out and give it an electrical charge so that it'll separate and fill the void... Um Some of those places where the dead ones are coming out are probably an indicator or clue as to where that void is that they're accessing. And there's probably two or three other entrances into there, but yeah, if you can get a, get a good dust product back into there now, not necessarily around where it's filled because they'll have to find some other way, but you really want to get it into that void where they will be first crawling around or flying. It sounds like there's a good amount of, uh, product doing its thing right now since they're coming out and dying um, but a lot of those over counter products you know as it wears off in seven to ten days there might be some more live ones coming out and that's how you'd want to uh, kind of tackle should it. As that I, happens.
4: Yeah should I open up the crack again or just keep it sealed which it is right now and see what happens?
2: Now, at this point, I would see what happens is probably your best bet. But, yeah, if, you're, if you get a point, if activity is low and it's pretty easy to open up and you've got a, a good access point and the right product to put in there, it would be nice to be able to apply that when you're not having to send off any attackers and get it in there.
0: Paul, okay. hopefully that helps. Sir. Uh, we, uh, we need to move on to another caller. Greatly appreciate you calling us today, sir. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Tom. Paul, you say Paul. That's... Unfortunately, I just saw that Paul was on and he dropped. So, JB, you mentioned a minute ago if they can get the right product. Are the products that are store-bought, or are they kind of like the building products where you can't get, you know, a builder goes to a builder supply to get the best, best products? Um, can Paul really get the products to, Or I'm sorry, can Tom really get the products to do the job over the counter, well, they do sell some some dust over
3: counter that, that works well as long as it's done correctly. Um, Diatomaceous earth, I believe, is a powder that pretty much everybody sells, and it does it is effective, but it's got to be done correctly according to label. If you if you don't use it according to label, then it's not going to work very well. Um, the liquid stuff that you buy over the counter, like Rob said, it, it breaks down pretty easily. Read the ingredients on that, and most of it's water. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, they sell me something that says good for, 20, for for 12 months, but they sell me a gallon of it. I don't understand why it, I need a gallon to protect my house for 12 months. Um, so to <laughs> so me, it's kind of crazy.
0: But, if Tom called Rose yeah. Pest Control to come out and take care of that, what would be the process? And would there be multiple visits involved in something like that? Well, it all depends. Um, again, how how big
3: is that infestation? Like, How big is that nest? And are they coming into the basement? He said they. he found some in the basement. My question would have been, like, is it like a finished basement? And is there a drop ceiling? Um, is it unfinished? And is there, like, cracks and, like, holes that they're coming in through? And that would be, you know, some kind of inspection that needed to be done on the inside, um, especially since he covered it up from the outside. So I would definitely tackle it from the inside at that point uh, just to, you know, be on the safe side, because I've seen nests that are huge, because they covered it up from the inside, and now all of a sudden they eat through the drywall, and then 40 or 50 of them are dead, because the drywall killed them, but then there's 100 of them that are coming out, because, hey, my friends just took their life, and now I can come in and invade your home, so yeah, they're definitely want to, oh yeah, they're mad, and they're, and they're looking just for a way out, unfortunately, they're stuck in your house,
0: so. You know what, and and, and uh, like you said, that won't happen if someone calls Rove Pest Control, and, and exactly because you guys look at everything before you start applying any kind of material. I'm sure, and then you also yep. put a warranty behind it, correct?
3: Yep, yep, definitely a warranty behind it. Um, you sign up for the service for a full year, and you get us. You know, anytime you want to call us, um, we'll come back for reservices for free. Um, you know, you just pay a small monthly fee for us, and then uh, you got us on retainer, basically. Um, When you need us, we're there.
1: What can people do that are listening to us today to avoid or maybe limit the opportunity for pests to overtake their house?
2: Quite a few things are available right now. Um, I think this is the time of year, especially with summer dragging on, uh, those that have kids' school coming on, it starts to get a little bit cumbersome to be keeping up on the yard work, and you'll start to get – shrubs and bushes that are getting a little bit overgrown or maybe some of those tree branches are starting to extend and touch the home. Do a quick inspection around the house. Look for any of that overgrowth. Get it trimmed back. Um, As we move into the fall and you start to get leaves falling off of plants, gather those up. Don't let them pile up. Uh, Whenever we get some of these fall rains, go out and see where water is accumulating and pooling. Try to eliminate those areas And then just look for expansion and contraction cracks that have happened around insulation around pipes or around different potential entry points around the home, garage, weather stripping, et cetera.
0: All great information. When we get back from break, we just got a a message from a listener that wants to know about ants in the house and how to get rid of them. We'll We'll cover that when we get back with Rove Pest Control.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you that the important people, though, are Rob Greer and J.B. Hines from Rove Pest Control. Can you ask about ants?
0: Yeah, very simply. Well, here, here's a question. How many different kinds of ants can someone have in their house, or is that an impossible number to say? <laughs> and if it's not a carpenter ant, how do you get rid of them? Boy, as
2: far as the numbers go on that, yeah, in Michigan alone, there's probably hundreds of different ants that could go in there. Um, carpenter ants are ones that are going to go in and initially tear out, you know, softened wood. But there's a ant called the acrobat ant that will take advantage of those situations after carpenter ants have been removed or kind of moved on to a different area. And they'll go in and they'll habitate those um galleries as well you have other ants like the cornfield ant that could come in off a of field as we get into the fall and then you've got things like your um, odorous house ant the little black ants uh, those are going to come in and be looking for sweets to feed on and then even situations like pavement ants are typically going to be outside but they'll as the summer drives them towards more shade they'll move closer and closer and sometimes end up under garage slabs. And then oftentimes they'll find their way into the house as well. So those are some of the more common ones, but there are, yeah, that's just barely scratching the surface. Wow. (laughs) So can handle all of them. Yes. Yes, we can. And if we can find one and see it, it helps us know where they came from, why they're there, what they're looking for. And you know, usually we can even figure out what kind of food they're feeding on so we can deliver the right Auto kind attack. of bait to
0: them. To re- yeah, exactly. Well, you know, you go to a, a local hardware store and you look for ant poison and there's only one, maybe two different kinds of poison, yet you're telling us there's probably hundreds of different kinds of ants that could be in our house. So it seems to me like that's just a major gamble. I mean, all the different kinds go to different different kinds of foods, correct?
2: Yeah. And different times of year, they'll be feeding on different things. But if you just think about it, you look at the little sugar ants that everybody's really familiar with that are just a millimeter or two big, and you compare that to a carpenter ant, the size of food chunks that they're going to be wanting to carry and get involved in are going to be very different. Um, Some are really in need of proteins. Others are in need of sugars and carbohydrates so and you know and some are in the the fat building stage so yeah the type of beta is really important
1: fascinating how about it is ticks and fleas and roaches you know because we all kind of get queasy i mean i got ticks on my legs when i was golfing a couple months ago it's been a big tick year
2: ticks have been really interesting um and there's actually been a lot of new discoveries going on with a few things about them. Like one of the cool things they just found out is ticks or some ticks are able to take advantage of static electricity lift, which basically they can ride that and get, it would be the equivalent of us being able to jump three or four flights of stairs all at once. So if you're passing by, even if you don't touch them, they can just Superman their way to you and latch on.
0: Scary, (laughs) scary. Yeah, that that is scary. Um, The services where you come and you spray the yard for ticks and you spray the yard for mosquitoes. What two questions? What area do you cover and what all do those sprays take care of? What do they they kill? And I guess I'll add a little third question on there. Is it can you harm the pollinators by that process?
2: Yeah, we'll start with that last one, and that's one thing that we really want to get out there as a clear message is we want people, when they're choosing a provider or if they're going to try and do it themselves, really be careful and make sure you're fully educated on how to avoid harming the pollinators because they are going to share some very similar and side-by-side areas that they're nesting in. And so you want to make sure you choose the right product applied in the right way and at the right time of day um, to be targeting what you want and not harming the environment. So, for example, when we're treating mosquitoes, uh, we really want to get stuff on the bottoms of the leaves where they're going to nest and rest and hang out, whereas pollinators are going to be on the top But if somebody's just haphazardly spraying, uh, they're going to be hitting both of those. So, you really need a product that's very photosensitive that the sun can burn off of, you know, any oversight areas um, and not have an impact there. So when we when we do treat, you know, anywhere they're coming from is fair game. So we're not going to just limit you right to your house, but we try and stay within, you know, 50 feet of the house as far as main target areas for mosquitoes. Um, when it comes to ticks, we're really going to be focusing on those edges, places where There's changes in height in landscaping. That's what ticks really look for so that they can crawl up a little ways and just pick out a hitchhiking leg and, and latch on or ride some static electricity. Um, And we usually recommend if you're, if you're dealing with ticks in your yard, keep in mind the host that's bringing them in, which is typically a rodent. So we'll usually put a rodent control process in place so that we're not feeding and helping that tick population to survive while just, addressing them.
1: That's scary. How important is it in a subdivision to partner my neighbors when Rove comes in to uh, help me with an issue like
2: this? Oh, we would really like to say that we need everybody together. Um, but it, you know, the more people that do it, the better the effect is going to be. And if I'm living, you know, in my neighborhood, if I can get my neighbors to join in the effort. I know I just have that much bigger of a buffer to deal with, but a lot of our customers are some of those that are out, like, let's say, Toy Township, for example, where you might have lots of land around you and you don't have a neighbor for an acre. Um, We're still able to achieve great levels of control for some of those people just with really dialing in the control mechanisms and setting up the right barriers for the situation. So, if we have neighbors working together, we'll group them together so that technician can have more resources to play with and put together a more strategic plan. But if we know we're going in all by ourselves, we'll take that into account and tailor it to give you the same level of control.
0: Super, super interesting stuff. The website is rovepestcontrol dot com. The phone number is 313 313- Five one three six seven eight three, And if you go to rovepestcontrol.com, you'll see a list of all the pests that they take care of. And if you have them on your property, there's a good chance Rove Pest Control can take care of it. I,
1: I love that. Are termites an issue in Michigan, guys?
3: Uh, we, we definitely have termites in Michigan, uh, subterranean termites, um, very far and few between, but they're definitely here. Um, it's something that um, I don't know if Rob will allow us to do it. Um, <laughs> I've done it in the past. It's a lot of work, um, but I can definitely find them for you if you have, if you think you have them. Um, inspection is key on that one um, because they can do so much damage to your home. Um, but that is that is a,
0: a treatment that's kind of um, a lot to say. But JB, if you have them yeah. in your house, a homeowner cannot get rid of termites by over-the-counter products it's impossible no not at all not at
3: all
0: okay same thing uh with bed bugs can't get can't get rid of them with over-the-counter products we'll be talking about that when we when we get back from break so if someone does see termites you want that phone call correct
3: um yeah
0: definitely uh we'll take that phone
3: call and uh do the inspection and we'll talk after that
0: how would you
1: identify them i mean what do they, they look like they
3: make mud tubes uh, and usually from the basement up, um, they, they, they'll get find a, a 16th inch of a crack to get in through your home, um, and, and they eat the wood. Uh, they, they take the, the wood and make mud tubes out of it, and then they just travel through those mud tubes. So it, it's pretty easy to see once you know what you're looking at. Um, sometimes they're, they're in between the, the uh, joists uh, that are buttered together. So you'll see the mud in between that. Um, so, and the wood's really soft. Like you can put a screwdriver right through it. So it, it's easy to see if you know what you're looking for.
0: Uh, let's uh, take a phone call. 888-654-4897. You want to wait till we get after break? Just make sure we give Linda the right amount of time, Chuck. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, here goes the music. When we get back from break, we'll talk to uh, Linda from Jerome, Um has a question in the meantime if you have any any questions during the week you can go to rove pest control and ask your questions to the experts at rove pest control we'll take linda's question we're going to talk a little bit about bed bugs when we get back from break because they are still a problem here in southeast michigan stick around with another segment featuring rove pest control
1: but a quick show, we've got Rob Greer and J.B. Hines from Rove Pest Control. Guys, we've got a couple phone calls. Before we do that, though, your contact information during the week, if anybody wants to get
2: hold of Rove. Uh, easiest is service at com. I like that.
1: Service at com.
2: Or just go to our website, www.rovepestcontrol.com, and you can click on the number to call there or... Fill out a form submission or click on our email there.
0: Ask a question, right? Yep. Simply ask a question. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Linda from Jerome. Good morning, Linda. You're on with the inside outside guys and the fellas from Rove.
5: Good morning. Um, Good morning. This may be a little bit of a different question about the wasps and bees, etc. I had wasps build a nest in my mailbox or not in it, not where you could see it, but somewhere within the the area of the box that's attached to the post. And um, I waited until night and sprayed real good uh, every little crook or, you know, cranny that I could find. <laughs> I waited till after dark and sprayed and did get rid of them, but then um, was invaded by... Um, I'm not sure which other cr- critter it was. Um, they're the orange and black striped ones. And then I got rid of them the same way, and then was, uh, it was invaded again by the next critter. And even if I replace the mailbox, how am I going to keep them from, getting, from doing that and stinging my mail person and me when I go to get my mail?
4: Very good question.
2: Yeah. So the big ticket with those, you've highlighted an issue that a lot of people run into, which is, you know, if you're not someone who really nerds out on bugs, you're going to really focus on the present pest. And that's really all you're going to be aware of. Wasps are a predatory insect, uh, similar to spiders, where they're wanting to feed on other insects that are around there so when you see those recurrences it's because there's some kind of you know either food source or condition that's inviting to them and drawing them in and that's where we really like to partner with people whether it's uh, you know a pain threat like a wasp or a public health nuisance we want to help identify what those underlying causes are for you so we can change that root cause and get you to where you have a permanent solution rather than just constantly having to attack that result. So I'm sure that's something if we got JB out there, he'd be able to identify what aspect of that mailbox is inviting them in, whether it's some clover mites that like to hang out around there, or whether there's a special void that makes it perfect for them to nest or some nearby, landscaping or water feature that's saying hey come and hang out here and uh drive this person and their mailman man nuts well
5: i have there's lots of clover lots and lots of clover in the in the grass around my next door neighbor has a lot of it and it's getting into my yard i have a sprinkler system so there's a water source every few days
0: well like any yeah. other critter out there if you get rid of their food you're probably going to get rid of the critters is that fair to say guys Yep, definitely. Linda, we have one more phone call we need to get to before we're done here, and we appreciate your call. Let's talk to Kirk from Attica, Ohio. Good morning, Kirk. You're on with the guys and the fellows from Rove. Uh,
6: good afternoon. How's everyone there? Are you having fun with bugs, huh? Uh,
0: um, <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, yes. <laughs> These guys we do. Have, uh, I love how Rob said, geek out we, over bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs>
6: We have a nest of uh, ground wasps in, in the garden underneath. Uh, they, they seem to like mullen. It's happened to us before. And uh, we want to uh, uh, close this nest in a, without being uh, killed by these the very vicious. Early, earlier time, I mean, when they swarm, you've got to get on your bike and ride fast. It's all I found out. Yeah. But uh, how, how do we close this uh, nest?
2: Usually, those are going to have multiple entrances. They like to build escape routes. And so uh, be cognizant of that. I think, similar to the earlier caller we were talking to about having them go into a void in a brick wall, kind of consider that ground theme the same. yeah. 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 So basically, if you can get a dust that can go in and travel and spread out, that's going to be your best bet. And maybe treat that over a few days. And then you can. You know, when activity slows down and stops, you can either collapse that tunnel or excavate around it, depending on what you need to avoid damaging there, and then put something, you know, maybe a little bit heavier soil in there, maybe even mixing some clay that's going to be harder to excavate to recreate that. And,
0: put a stone
2: uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, make sure that it's filled be- in well. The stone will probably help the be- if it's just a stone, they'll just dig around it and use it as a nice little shield. Yep.
6: Should I wait until uh, till fall when um, when they might be less active? And like, I mean, there's no, no fun with, with these things, as you might imagine. No, <laughs> no I, I,
2: would, I would say get uh, if if you're close enough, get JB out to take a peek at it and see what he thinks. Um, if you can address it before that nest has a chance to grow more. Uh, you're going to have less of a chance of them being a large issue later in the fall when they get more aggressive or even starting another nest and dealing with multiples later in the year or even next year.
3: I was going to say, I, I think I, I heard you were in Ohio, so that would be an overnight trip for me, Rob. So, oh, um, yeah, Ohio. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean,
2: even if you wait until in the evening, um, you should be able to have a point where it's really low. And if you just apply a dust in there, um you could go in give a quick spritz with it and then walk away and you shouldn't have any uh thing threatening you in that regard just kind of pay attention to see if they are really calming down at night and then if you do that once a week for the next three weeks you might be able to just work through
0: that population uh one little puff at a time i'm going to tell you guys you guys are so impressive Yeah, you're, you guys are so impressive because, I mean, your job is to, you have a pest control company, but you're telling people how to take care of this stuff themselves. And that's honesty, that's integrity. Anybody that would, would would make a mistake if they had a issue with pest and didn't call Rove Pest Control at 313-513-6783 or go to rove control.com and if you're driving down the road you do not have to stop and write it down don't take a chance go to the inside dot guys.com and go to find a find a professional and you will find rove pest control under our pest logo there you guys are awesome thank you so much for what you do for our listeners thank you we
2: appreciate working with you
0: yeah. You
1: know, Rob, you do a lot of uh, videos at your website too. We highly suggest that people go yes. and view those. They're funny, they're informative, they're they're entertainment. They're better than TV. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, they're
2: fun to make.
0: Well, you know, you you're, you're self admittedly a geek about pests, and we appreciate exactly. that. <laughs> We've I know for a fact, Chuck and I have learned a ton today. We know the listeners have learned a ton today. Thank you so much for coming on and help entertain and educate ourselves and our audience, Rob Greer and J.B. Hines, the fellas at Rove R O V E Pest Control. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for coming on with us today. Thank Thank you. Have a great weekend. Talking to you. God God bless you. God bless. Thank you very much. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Don't forget during the week if you need anything for your home, and we mean we mean anything for your home. From the roof to the basement, the street to the back fence, the insideoutsideguys.com is here for you today and every day. Thank you, Jason. Thank
1: you, the listener. Bye bye.